Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. We are continuing our Fresh Start series on the mind of Christ. And today we find out that we have a beautiful way of escape if we're willing to take it right up front. Shut the whole thing down. It can free up your time, my friends. Take a listen. I hope it encourages you in your deep personal walk with Him today. All right, here we are again, hopping back into our Fresh Start series on the mind of Christ. So, I shared last time that, you know, there are three minds operating in you and that may be why some of you are feeling crazy and like there's more people inside of you than just you. Well, I'm here to give you tremendous hope because Christ is in you, in who you are in spirit. So make sure if you're just catching this today, remember there are two other parts that have already been posted here at Tent Talk. So check those out. And I want to hop in today and make sure that you know that uh, your real mind as a born-again person is that you have now inherited the mind of Christ. That's your real mind. And it is the mind that you are to download into your soul so that your soul can truly begin to drink deep of the water of God and to be washed and cleansed. I don't care what filth you have been in because I don't know if you remember this or not, but according to God, our self-righteousness is as filthy rags. So God even considers, considers all kinds of positive thinking to be filth, to be dirty. We have to be washed from it all. You see, we need a download that brings an upgrade in our living. We have the mind of Christ, which is like the perfect software that has no virus in it. It does not have distrust towards God in it. It doesn't have animosity towards God in it. It doesn't have crazy thinking that goes back and forth. There's nothing evil within it. And this is Jesus's gift to you. He says, arm yourselves with this thing, same thinking, the same thinking as I have. If you want to live like me, think like me. I love that they don't just tell us that we're to think this way. They literally make it possible for us to think exactly like them. We can come into uh, agreement with God powerfully. I mean, our whole ability to be able to think like God, to hear Him, to receive revelation, everything comes, not because we have some special anointing, but because we all have the mind of Christ. We need to stop envying other people who just seem so wise and they just seem to know. No, what has happened is that... (laughs) The old mind of the flesh had to be crucified, and what you're seeing on open display is the mind of Christ. We share in that. That's not some special anointing for some special people. You want to hear from God? You want to receive the revelation that you need just to put one foot in front of the other in your own life, at your own house, love your own family, be able to walk with God on the simplest levels up to the most mature levels? 
then this is what we need. We must determine that we're going to think like him, that that's our real mind. You see, one of the most liberating things I'm able to share with people is that because you're born again, and therefore you are no longer evil, you do not generate evil thoughts because you are no longer evil. But you can receive thoughts. It's like being inside a high-level, very powerful fortress. And then there's incoming missiles that come. They can't get inside the fortress, but they can definitely hit up against the wall. And oftentimes, we keep responding to things that are hitting up against us. It's like having a very bad vacuum cleaner salesman at your door. And you eventually, for whatever reason, think you've got to answer the door because he incessantly knocks. Uh, Or it's like an ex-boyfriend or an ex-husband that you have absolutely zero relationship with. And yet they still keep coming around. And you think, well, I've got to answer it. You know, I mean, I wouldn't want him to think that I'm mean. Really? (laughs) Why? Why wouldn't you want the enemy to think you're actually saved? Don't open the door to evil thoughts because they are foreign to you. Now, the fact that they still feel like the same old you and it comes in them with its familiarity, it gains entrance because you, before you even realize it, you've owned that thought as yours because you think, why do I keep thinking these thoughts? I wish I didn't. Well, my friends, I'm here with good news to tell you that you don't. You don't generate evil thoughts because you are no longer evil, but you can receive those thoughts. You see, this is a part of... This is a part of discipleship. You can't get all of this just by listening to this one podcast or listening to one sermon. You see, my friends, the truth has got to go deeper than the lie. So let me ask you, how many times has the lie visited you and you've let it in and it's dwelled in your house for days on end? It's it's got a well-worn path between the couch and the refrigerator. It's been there so many times, right? So... How many times, can I ask you, how many times has stupid visited you? Oh, if you're anything like me, stupid has visited you so many times, right? Because we have just been saturated with it. And yet we think one podcast, one teaching, I read this one book on the battlefield of the mind or this or that or whatever, and suddenly we think somehow that's going to take care of things. No, my friends, the truth is going to have to go deeper than the lie. So how much are you letting truth now visit you, dwell within you, make ruts within you? Do you let it dwell in your house day in and day out, night and day? What is happening in your relationship with truth? You see, we've got to be those that let it come now regularly. Truth, come. Speak to me, Jesus. Reveal the word to me, Holy Spirit. But this is in a whole new depth and in a whole new way. So oftentimes I ask people, well, did stupid only visit you once? Did the lie only visit you once? No. It assaulted you. It came after you. You were literally saturated with it. So now, my friends, we've got to make that resolute decision. Is my mind the mind of Christ? Yes, it is. Will I put in my will and engage in the true warfare of renewing my mind and my soul out of the pure source of the mind of Christ in my spirit? 
And will I do it every day, every minute, as long as it takes until that is my habitual way of thinking? So I want to give you somewhat of a humorous example of this. Uh, you know, the, the word says that uh, when we don't, uh, we just hear the word, but we don't do the word, that we deceive ourselves. And so sometimes we need to be awakened to where we are deceiving ourselves. So years ago, there was an old cartoon called Kathy. And so she was this cartoon uh, character. And one day, frame by frame, as the old comic strips used to be, uh, that frame by frame it told this story because Kathy had decided that she was not going to eat candy. And so uh, she was determined, I'm not going to eat candy. But here is how her thinking process went. Now I want you to picture in your mind with me, okay? Reading a cartoon strip and every sentence I read is a new frame. So it says... I'll take a drive, but I just won't go near the grocery store. Okay, I'm going to go by the store, but I'm not going to go in. Okay, I'm going to take a drive and go by the store, and I'm going to go in, but I won't go down the candy aisle. All right, now I'm in the store. I'm going to go down the candy aisle, but I just won't look at the candy. Okay, now I'm I'm just I'm going to look, but I'm not going to touch it. Okay, okay, I'm going to touch the bag of candy, but I'm just not going to buy it. Okay, so I'm going to buy it, but I'm not going to open it. Okay, I'm going to open it, I'm just not going to smell it. Okay, I'm going to smell it, but I'm just not going to taste it. Okay, I'm going to taste it, but I'm just not going to eat it. And how many of you know what the last frame says? <laughs> Eat, 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 eat. What does it show? Literally, this little cartoon character, Kathy, she is cramming the candy, almost the entire bag of candy in her mouth. You see, because she was deceiving herself. You know, it's like when I was getting sober 30 some odd years ago and my friends would say to me, what, you think you're too good now? You can't come out and drink? I said, no, I'm too weak. <laughs> oh, you're so good now. You're just like a big Christian. You know, I was like, uh, no. I am too weak. I cannot come and sit in the middle of my previous bondage and think that I am ready to express all of my freedom. You see, I had a way of escape, and it was don't go to the bar. But what if it had been me? And I said, well, I'm just going to take a drive, and I'm you know, I'm just going to drive by the bar. Okay, okay. I'm going to go into the bar. I mean, I'm going to go by the bar, but I'm not going to go in. And then the next frame says, well, I'm going to go in, but I'm, you know, not going to go sit on the stool. Okay, I'm going to go sit on the stool, but I'm not going to look at the at the whiskey. All right. Okay, I'm going to look, but I'm not going to touch. Okay, I'm going to touch it. Just let's give me a glass. I'll just touch the glass, but I'm not going to buy it. Okay, I'm going to buy it, but I'm not going to drink it. Okay, I'm not. Okay. And do you see that eventually what would I have been doing? I would have been drinking. And uh, that would have been at happy hour at 5 o'clock, and at 2 o'clock I would have been somewhere, and I didn't even know where I was. Are y'all with me? Hmm? Now I want you to think about, where have you deluded yourself? You see, her way of escape, my friends, because God always gives us a way of escape, 
It was to shut down the very first thought, is I don't need to be driving by the candy store. No, I'm not driving by the bar. No, I'm not going to be goaded into going in and proving how strong I am as a Christian. No, my strength is that I'm actually able to say no. Whereas used to, the only thing I could say to sin was yes, yes, yes. So this is where we have to recognize that many times we could save ourselves a boatload of trouble, instability, a boatload of, quote, falling off the wagon, which is not the goal of life. The goal is the reason I'm not drinking is so I can go with God. You see, my friends, that's what you're really about. That That's why you want to shut down that first thought, that first missile that, that tries to hit up against the fortress. You see, the fortress is, is that the Holy Spirit is guarding your spirit. And inside the fortress of the new man that the Holy Spirit is guarding is the pure, unadulterated mind of Christ. It's pure. And it can come into agreement with God. You see, in the beginnings, my friends, of our freedom, it's not time for me to be proving to everybody else how free I am. I'm learning to live free. And that's between me and God. And if I can shut down that first thought, which is, no, I'm not going to delude myself and think that I can begin to inch my way towards temptation and that it's not going to burn me, because eventually it will. And when we tell ourselves that I can do those things and it's not going to be a problem, we are deceiving ourselves. We are allowing sin, this deceptive power from the pits of hell, to actually work against us through old patterns of thinking. You see, what was her way of escape? It was to shut down the first thought. Where was her way of escape in the cartoon? It was in the very first frame. You see, James 1.14 tells us that every person is tempted when they're drawn away and enticed and baited by their own evil desires, lust, and passions. Those old things. You're baited by the old evil desire. You no longer have evil desires. You're capable of following evil desires, but that's why you must know they don't generate from you. If you own every thought that crosses your mind, you're going to be in trouble and there's going to be instability. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. There has to come that place where we realize, you know, I don't generate revelation. I receive revelation from the mind of Christ. You see, I don't generate wisdom. I receive wisdom from God. And in that same way, I can receive evil thoughts. They can be lobbed at me, shot at me, offered up to me in a very seductive whispering way or in a shouting crazy way. But I've got to be the one who is maturing so that I can discern where this is coming from. This is why a part of discipleship is when God begins to expose your old patterns and strongholds of thinking. So you have to know what was your habitual way of thinking. I mean, do you know what your old habitual thinking is? And so... 
Uh, God wants us to specifically know that. You know, 2 Corinthians, again, very familiar passages of Scripture. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 says, In as much as we refute arguments, in as much as, to the degree that you... See, nobody else can do this for you. I'll never forget that day. Man, I was probably pitching a fit, you know, practically on the floor as a 30-year-old woman. Like, God, take these thoughts from me. They were horrible sexual thoughts, I'll just tell you. That was... I, it, it was it was some crazy, crazy stuff. The atmosphere around me was super charged with filth. And I just thought, I am never going to be able to come out of this. And I'm like, God, you've got to help me. He says, I have. I've given you a new mind, and it is time for you to refute these arguments, these theories, these reasonings. It is time for you, Nancy, Take those thoughts captive. Begin to exercise your authority. Holy Spirit said, Nancy, I'll empower you. Just choose me. Choose me instead of your own self-efforts in the flesh. Choose me and I will empower you, the new man, to begin to walk in this way. And I'm telling you, they mean exactly what they say. And I'm telling you, this is the way in which we must go. Because it says, this is very key. This is very, very key. See, because ultimately we think, oh, I've got to change my way of thinking about me and I just need to have better thoughts about me. No, this is what every argument, every lofty thing, every proud thing, every theory, every reasoning, every um, wicked philosophy of this world, it's those that set themselves up against the true knowledge of God. You see, when... When I'm having thoughts that tell me that I've got to go and meet my own needs and desires in a way separate from God and then tells me, well, God gave you those needs and God knows you're only human and God should understand and, you know, I'm sure God wants you happy. And I mean, every one of those thoughts, I hope you can see that. I hope that I'm exposing it for what it is. That is setting itself up against the true knowledge of God. So here's what we really lack. We lack the true knowledge of God. Because if we knew him personally and intimately as our Father, as the Son, as the Holy Spirit, who they are to us and who we are to them, when these crazy thoughts would come up, we would know them immediately. We would be like, I'm not answering the door of that crazy thought. That's a thought against my father. I'm not tolerating thoughts against my father anymore. See, that's when a maturing son begins to mature in their jealousy for the father. You see, I'm jealous for the father. I'm not going to tolerate. I'm not going to tolerate the enemy coming and telling me lies about the father. Because at the core and the crux of every lie in its DNA is an attack on the character of our Father. That's what it was in the garden, and that's what it's going to be today. And it is going to come at you and come at you with the full force of sin behind it. That's why there are some thoughts you can be like, oh, it's kind of like swatting a fly away. And then there are other thoughts. It's like the thing's got me down for days and and it doesn't matter how much Bible knowledge I've got. Why? Well, because there's power. There is a there is the power of sin itself operating behind that unbelievable stronghold of thought. Whether that's sexual, whether it's suicidal, whether what whatever category it may fall in, 
The reason it comes at you with such velocity and force is because there is a true power behind it. That's why you must know the superseding power of Holy Spirit. The superseding power that he wields by the word of God and by the cross of Jesus Christ. This goes far beyond just, I need to have a positive attitude. No, my friends, this is war. That's why he says in 1 Peter 4, 1, arm yourself with this weapon that you would rather endure than to fail to please God. You see, it's all going to come back to what is happening between you and him. What is happening in that oneness, that intimate place under the big tent of God's presence? What is happening in the secret place? Do you come out of the secret place knowing the truth in such a way that you're like a sharp threshing instrument yourself? That you come out of that place and you are no longer confused and clueless. And when, when things come at you, you are able to discern them at a whole nother level just like Jesus Why? Because you have his mind. Because you're being raised by the same Father. You have the same Holy Spirit. And when you emerge from the secret place, you will know him. And every argument, theory, reasoning, and proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of him, you will not tolerate it any longer. And then it goes on to say in 2 Corinthians 10, it says, And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ. We lead it into the obedience of Christ. You'll notice there, that's something we do. We refute these things. We lead every thought and purpose away captive. Oh, this is so powerful. I want this to encourage you. I'm reminding myself right now, this is a mini-series, all right, because I would love to get into the whole thing. But we've got to be those who uh, remember that the truth must go deeper than the lie. So there's going to be time that is spent with him. You see, are you ready to stop the thoughts that keep exalting themselves against the knowing of your father? Stop them dead in their tracks before they ever even have a chance to enter in. Now that takes time and that takes practice. You can see that in Hebrews 10 I'm sorry, not um, Hebrews 5, 13 and 14. We've got to be those that begin to recognize and to know. I know my father. I'm not at war with him. And I'm not at war with myself. I am at war with principalities and powers that already know they're disarmed and defeated. You see, my friends, the sad thing is when hell knows more than the church. Hell knows it's defeated, knows they're completely disarmed. That's what happened at the cross. They were disarmed. Jesus made an open display of them. The problem is, is when we don't know the truth. You see, it's the truth that's going to set you free. And I'm praying that today, that you're going a little bit deeper in and you're realizing, I need you, Holy Spirit, to begin to wield the word of God inside of me, separate spirit, soul, and body, and so that there's no confusion, so that I understand more what is happening within me. And then, Holy Spirit, put me back together in right order and train me and teach me by feeding me the meat of the word as I put myself before it, as I take hold of it. You see, this is a part of the deep maturing, my friends, is when we realize we give up childish things where we pitch fits 
and we just want somebody to make it better. No, you're maturing and you're growing up just like Jesus. And there comes that moment when you say, you know what, (laughs) this is mine to do. And the power of the Spirit so that I can live in oneness with my Father and get up and get on with my assignment. My friends, we're in unstable times. We cannot be unstable. Remember, he's made you an entirely new kind of human being and you, along with everybody else, have a fresh start. So let's get going. I look forward to our next time together. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.